I'm Katie, and this is One Kiss Means Forever! This is the podcast that talks about all of the magical fairy godmother wishes come true and all of the times that you had to do chores for your sisters. Um, <laughs> we're talking about movies um, that are your favorite made-for-TV romances on Hallmark, Netflix, blah, 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 or things you just have on your shelf in VHS form, um, which <laughs> might be the case for our film today. Yep, I definitely did at one point in my life. <laughs> but I want to preface this episode by saying that this is a very, very special episode because today we are celebrating none other than Miss Hannah Weitzman's birth. Yay! Uh, we it's were discussing my birthday. We... It's your birthday. Happy birthday, Hannah! <laughs> it's my quarantine birthday. <laughs> um, and since we did Descendants for my birthday uh, this past year, we wanted to keep kind of the Disney thing going. We seem to be doing Disney movies for birthdays. Um, yeah, most of the time. So. Well, because they're like don't quite fit our brand, but like still kind of do. So, and they're something we really love to talk about. Yeah, so I think um, we're gonna keep that spirit alive. I think. Yeah. Um, so uh, today we're gonna talk about what is arguably the best version of this, um, <laughs> uh, which is uh, Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. So not necessarily Cinderella in general, just Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, which yes. is the Brandy version, yes. which was uh, played on the Disney Channel on November 2nd, 1997. Um, was it on the Disney Channel? Cause it I've... was part of the wonderful world of Disney. If I remember correctly, in my old age, the wonderful world of Disney was actually on network television. They Wasn't had it? like a Sunday I night block, remember. like once a month or something. Uh, that was the wonderful world of Disney, and they would play movies, kind of like your CBS TV movie of the week. Mm, maybe I mean, they they maybe then then they reran it on the Disney Channel because I feel oh, like I saw it initially on the Disney Channel. Gotcha. But I also know that my grandmother then bought me this movie, and I watched it like every day for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it because it is amazing i mean first of all it's a musical which theater loving me is like all in for we and then hate on... musicals <laughs> musical theater um <laughs> and then on top of that it's cinderella which we have discussed how much i freaking love cinderella and then the cast of this this cast of this movie is so utterly bonkers amazing it's perfect so it's perfect it is pretty perfect um also even as a relatively small child i was kind of obsessed with bernadette peters (laughs) how can you not be bernadette is just i mean we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about i mean she's but also uh I don't remember when I learned this, but apparently, so my mother has a friend who is in the theater world and married somebody in the theater world. And my mother is a very small person, um, so but also kind of hippy-dippy. So <laughs> she, I, I, my understanding is that she showed up at a wedding for this woman 
um, and either didn't want to buy the appropriate thing or didn't have the appropriate something, whatever it was, but ended up wearing a dress that was lent to her for, by Bernadette Peters because oh they're my about gosh. the same size. <laughs> oh my god, so yeah. cool! Yeah, and it's like it's one of those things where it's like my mom wore Bernadette Peters' dress once. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rogers and Hammersey's Cinderella, as produced by the Wonderful World of Disney in 1997. Yay! Yay! Um, and according to really like. A at this point, IMDb kind of things. Uh, Cinderella dreams of the impossible, going to the ball and dancing with the prince. And it doesn't help that her stepmother and stepsisters refuse to let her go. Her impossible dream is realized when her fairy godmother teaches her that with positive thinking and belief in yourself, impossible things happen every day. <laughs> Which, you know, is the general story of Cinderella, but also way better. Um, and this stars, wow, Brandy Norwood, Bernadette Peters, Paolo Montalban, Jason Alexander, Whitney Houston, Whoopi Goldberg, and Victor Garber. Yay! <laughs> I like that the fairy godmother teaches her that it's the power of positive thinking and not magic that wins the day. <laughs> well, she sort of does. I mean, there's definitely magic, but she does say things like, dreaming is bad, but wishing is good. <laughs> oh, that's true. She does. And I guess if you really want to like get down to brass tacks about it, when you have the power of positive thinking, then the universe moves in your favor. There you so go. you have to create the magic. Mm -hmm. And then your fairy godmother, i.e. the universe, will respond. <laughs> And, and we can all hope that our fairy godmother is a sparkly, gold-clad Whitney Houston. Uh. <laughs> Looks like that to me. <laughs> so. All right. So everybody knows the basic story of Cinderella. And this doesn't really stray too far from that storyline, though this is essentially the Rodgers and Hammerstein's musical version, as brought to you in the past by Julie Andrews and Leslie Ann Warren. Uh, <laughs> but this time, it's Brandy. So we first meet Bernadette Peters, the stepmother, with her two daughters and her stepdaughter, Cinderella, played by Brandy, and they are shopping out in the town. Cinderella is the pack mule, but is daydreaming about falling in love to a song taken directly out of a different Rodgers and Hammerstein musical, The Boys from Syracuse. So, also wandering around the town is one Paolo Montalban daydreaming the same song as Cinderella. Shocker. Um, <laughs> when the royal coach tramples all over Cinderella's packages, magically destroying Absolutely nothing. Uh, he helps her, like, gather it all up, and they have, like, a little meet-cute. Uh, and they're both unhappy with their home lives and want to run away. And we know why Cinderella wants to get out. But what's going on with Paolo? Well, mm. it turns out he is actually Prince Christopher, uh, pretending to be a peasant to be among the, quote-unquote, real people. Though Cinderella doesn't know that. 
I know I should save this for Across the Universe, but it really made me think that it was just a reverse Aladdin. (laughs) (laughs) It's sort of a reverse Aladdin. Yeah. Or maybe not a reverse Aladdin. Maybe... Well, I guess reverse and gender-wise. Gender. That's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. Um, but then he, when he comes back to the palace, um, Chris goes back to the palace, and he's being dressed by uh, the general person who does everything for him. Um, it, this is Lionel, who's played by George Costanza, a.k.a. Jason Alexander. Um actually one of my favorite musical theater performers but him he made me think of being um being aladdin because jason alexander is dressing him in like a vest and uh a like a flouncy shirt and yeah. for a while he's just wearing the vest and no flouncy shirt so he well, really no. does look like aladdin okay okay uh i was gonna bring this up later but it's also like what the fuck he is wearing the dress and the flouncy shirt just the flouncy shirt is not buttoned but the vest is yes so somehow he does manage to get the buttons under the vest buttoned. <laughs> and then it's, um, but then it's, yeah, because in the next scene it's together. If you go on IMDb, there's like goofs and that is definitely like one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, so we have Jason Alexander that we just met. Um, and then Christopher goes in to talk with his parents who are played by Whoopi Goldberg and Victor Garber. Two amazing, amazing humans. Um, And he finds out that uh, Whoopi and Victor are planning a ball for him to find a bride, which is not how Prince Christopher wants to meet someone, of course. But Whoopi is basically saying, it's my way or the highway. Um, So she talks him into it. So the ball is going to happen. Christopher can't stop it. Um, and now everyone is excited, including Cinderella's stepfamily, because, you know, they announced the ball in the palace and then immediately to the town. Cinderella is, of course, the servant in her own home and is not allowed to go to the ball. So once her stepfamily is out the door, Cinderella does wish out loud that she could go to the ball. And who should appear but her fairy godmother, Whitney Houston. <laughs> Uh, so Whitney doesn't believe in dreams, but she does believe in wishes. So she does the impossible and makes Cinderella ball ready. Woohoo! So at the ball, Prince Chris is, it's hard to say. Prince Chris is basically just trying to get through it. He has to dance with all the girls, so um, he keeps asking for the music to be sped up so he can get through them faster, which is just pure musical theater comedy. Um, When he has to dance with each of the stepsisters, he finds them especially bad. They both try to woo him with their own cultivated um, prince-catching methods, like laughing hysterically, and I I forget what the other one wants to do. Uh, um, Recite poetry. Oh, recite poetry, and it's just not going well at all. Um, That at some point, the music is going too fast, and basically the ball goes a little bit crazy, but just as that happens, Cinderella walks in. So, immediately captivated, Chris and Cinderella start dancing together, much to the chagrin of the step family, even though they don't recognize her. Which has never been explained until the 2015 movie, which we might have to talk about for a second. Um, So, in fact, nobody recognizes her since Chris and Cinderella have met and don't know where or how. 
Um, it's unclear if it's like a short-term memory fail or what is going on between the two of them or just full-on communication issues. Um, so while the step family is like fuming in the corner, Cinderella and the prince uh, are in love. They don't even fall in love. They just are. <laughs> so <laughs> they kiss, which means what, class? One kiss means forever! <laughs> so at the stroke of midnight, bong, bong, Cinderella runs away without leaving her name or any specifics with the prince. He tries to follow, but she turns back into her country bumpkin self on the stairs, and he loses her. Oh, no! But... Surprise, surprise, he does find her one glass slipper, which he randomly knows is hers, and vows to find her. So back at home, the step family lies about how well it went at the ball. Uh, when Cinderella leads them in song <laughs> about the lovely night, her stepmother realizes that she might have actually been the princess at the ball, and the prince clearly fell that the prince clearly fell for her. So uh oh. Cinderella might be in trouble. Oh. Um, but Cinderella has also realized that any promise she made her father about keeping her family together is not worth her happiness and that she actually has got to get out of there. Yeah. Self-care, girl. Yeah. Um, so the next morning, having not found the mystery girl yet, Chris sets out with Lionel to find her via her shoe. Um, this is a plot point that has never, ever made sense to both of us, but, you know, whatever. Um, and especially at this during this particular version, because hypothetically you could cancel out any people of particular races, but <laughs> he tries the shoe on anybody, everybody, anyway. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so they finally come to Cinderella's house where the step family is waiting. Um, realizing that Cinderella is in the kitchen, her stepmother locks the kitchen door, which I don't know who locks the kitchen door, but whatever, to keep the riffraff well, out. Okay, I guess, but... I've never seen a kitchen door with a lock on it. That's not a door that has a lock. I don't know if I've ever seen a kitchen door. (laughs) That too. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess if you're in a home where the kitchen shouldn't be seen by the, you know, upstairs, downstairs. It didn't seem crazy that their house would have a door to the kitchen like that. It's just the fact that it locks is odd. But whatever. It's fine. Keep going. But, you know, plot points. Um, but so she's locked in the kitchen. So obviously Cinderella Brandy can't try on the slipper with the rest of them. Of course, the shoe doesn't fit either of the stepsisters or the stepmother who also tries it on because she does. Yes. Whatever. So Christopher realizes that the family is hiding something and asks to see the kitchen. Uh, when Lionel forces the stepmother to fork over the key, it turns out the kitchen is empty. <gasps> what has happened? Uh, so Christopher, after putting a stop to the mayhem of trying to win him, uh, goes to leave. And out in the driveway is Cinderella, again having a run-in with the royal carriage. Because girl not good with horses, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> So, because of this whole run-in with the royal carriage, immediately he recognizes this girl as the girl from the street because the same thing has just happened. Um, So, Christopher recreates their meet-cute by kind of quoting her back at her. And he immediately lets Cinderella try on the glass slipper, which fits, of course. So, they kiss. And since... 
One kiss, kiss means, means forever. forever. The fairy godmother turns them into a bride and groom, and then it's their wedding day, and they have a parade and a carriage, and they get married, and yay love, and yay musical theater. Hooray! The end. <laughs> Woohoo! So, uh, like little me loved this movie. Like, as as I said, I I really did watch it like every day for a while. Um. I I but I think it's important for everyone to know that this movie won a primetime Emmy award. It did, and I actually kind of want to talk about what it won for. It won for outstanding art direction for a variety or music program. Abso-fucking-lutely. And that is actually the bulk of my pretty parade. So keep that in the back of your mind, friends. Yeah. That it was well-deserving of this Emmy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's awesome looking. Um, so there are a few things I think we should talk about. And it's a little bit like some of them are problems within the movie and some of them are problems within the musical. Okay. Like, if they're not just this problem. So, first of all, I've always found it very odd that this particular Cinderella really refers to herself as Cinderella, like, her, as if her name has never been just Ella. Right. There's something very odd about the way she's like... Yeah, my name is Cinderella because I like to sit by the fire and cinders get in my face, blah, blah, blah. But it's also like, it isn't Cinderella. She says it is Cinderella. Like, Yeah, I don't know if that's a brandy, it being her first film and maybe not known as an actress quite yet at this point. Um, or if that's just a problem with the book. <laughs> yeah. And for those of yeah, you who don't that's... know, the book is what we call a script and musical theater. <laughs> <laughs> not um, know i don't want to take it for granted yeah so um i also would like to discuss quickly uh the accent that jason alexander has picked <laughs> it's just a choice do you want to give me your um your best impression hannah uh, i don't even know if i could do it um let's see i, I this is this is completely unprepared why do you insist on doing this to me, Your Highness? <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> it's just, like, sort of an accent, but, like, not quite. I don't know. It's, it's, I, it, he seemed to me like if. Inigo Montoya spent the last 15 years in Italy and then emigrated to the U.S. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's like... It, it's a little... It's just European. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. And like, I'm it's... not even entirely sure why he needs to have an no. accent because no one else does. No. It's not like his name is Luigi. It's Lionel. So that's pretty... Right. Not ethnic. Or... Right. It, if, also, if we're going to go in that, like, if there needs to be ethnicity, then we might care about some of the other ethnicity that happens in this movie. Right. Because, so, Whoopi Goldberg, a black woman, plus Victor Garber, a white man, equals 
Paolo Mataban, a Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> or I love it. Bernadette Peters, a teeny tiny little white woman, plus somebody who we don't know, equals both a larger black woman and an extremely tall white woman. <laughs> like, like, it's just like as colorblind casting as you get, which I am all for, and it's never bothered me, but it is something to like, just like, it's sort of entertaining to think about. Of like, hee <laughs> hee. I know, I, but I absolutely love it. Yeah. And I, I think, and this is always the movie that I reference yeah. when I talk about colorblind casting. I reference this, and I reference Much Ado About Nothing. Um, yeah, sure, uh, the sure, Bern- sure. Yeah, the Emma Thompson the, version, yeah, because Branagh, Denzel Washington and Keanu Reeves are brothers. Yes, though, to be fair, it's unclear if they're biologically... But still, yeah, but, and I, but I, but they're all supposed to be Italian as well, <laughs> and so they don't they don't discuss how uh, how Denzel Washington is king of the Italians. Yeah, <laughs> um, I want to talk about nobody recognizing Brandy. Yes, please do because it is never explained in almost any Cinderella story why her step family wouldn't recognize her. Or why, like, the prince, who she's already met in a lot of versions, would not recognize her. And, like, I get that, like, her hair is different, but that's almost it. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess her clothing, too. But, like, he recognizes her enough to be, like, we've met. But she also doesn't recognize him. Because, also, this is a weird part when, at the beginning, when her boxes get trampled and she helps and he helps clean it up. She walks away. He starts walking towards the carriage because, again, it's his carriage. <laughs> she turns back, sees him. He turns back, sees her. They both turn back around and he gets into the carriage. Like, so how did she not, like, even if it didn't mean anything at the time, you would think she that it would, like, click into place? Maybe she just was feeling... I mean, I don't know. Maybe she didn't think that maybe she thought maybe he'd walk by the carriage. The carriage had nothing to do with him. Maybe she well, was just so struck by the yeah, meeting I mean, that she wasn't thinking clearly. It's more of a I, why doesn't why didn't it click into place when she met him again at the ball? Oh, like that's a little. Odd. I mean, yeah, but yeah, putting all of that aside, it is very weird that like her step family doesn't recognize her. And it's always bothered me. Um, especially when they start be saying things like there's something familiar about that girl. Um, mm-hmm. And I will have to, I do have to say that in the 2015 Lily James, Kenneth Branagh version, they actually addressed this. And I've never been happier to have like a little slight deviation from a story uh, because the fairy godmother like taps her on the head with like right before she gets into the carriage and be like, nobody's going to recognize you. You're good. See, it's so simple. It's so just simple to do that because it's like she, she just doesn't look that different. No, and like a pretty dress is not going to make you be like, "I've never seen that person before." If you live with them, <laughs> well, there have been times that I like if I get nice, nicely dolled up, or I ha- I'm wearing like a wig or something, um, like 
that I don't recognize myself and other people like, but I also have one of those faces that sometimes like I just look like a different person. Well, but here's the thing. Initially, sure. But if you're studying you for like the evening of a party, being like, who is that? Who is that? You would think they would come up with it. But then we wouldn't have the movie. Right. No, I know we need it, but I just, I, I, I very much appreciate that thing in the 25th. I remember seeing, uh, the 2015 Cinderella in theaters with my sister and both of us having like having the exact same response of that moment and just going like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yes, this is all I needed you to tell me. Six right. seconds. <laughs> I actually am glad that you brought that up because I, I totally forgot that part of that movie. And I will say that the 2015 Cinderella is a really good, cute and really well done i agree i like it a lot yeah it it does add a lot more backstory and a lot more humanity um to to the story yes one of the one of the the new remakes that landed well Um, um possibly the only one so far i guess i heard good things about jungle 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 book was pretty good um but that's pretty much it you're right those two (laughs) um so uh one thing I noticed in this latest viewing, um, so at the ball, Booby Goldberg and Victor Garber want to like, they're like, oh, our son's in love. We want to know her. Um, and she does this like, I can't like, well, my mother, uh, my father and like runs away. Like, like she can't even come up with a lie, which seemed so weird because she didn't have to lie. She could have said completely honestly that her parents were dead. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just an I thought that was so weird and and I noticed in this viewing that she says well my mother and looks directly at Bernadette Peters in that moment and like freaks out yeah. and runs away. And like that I understood but I never noticed that that's what she had done. And then of course Christopher is like what did you do to my the love of my life parents you suck which tracks i just asked a question right but i was like but they actually didn't do anything to her they were quite kind to her they're like weirdly supportive and not supportive as parents like they're very like we want you to get married we planned a ball so you can find somebody to marry oh you love this one okay she, uh, she, you love her so she's good in our book yeah <laughs> like it is. They're not worried about her, him marrying another princess, joining other kingdoms. No, like very like whoever it is, we don't care. Just look, just put that ring on that finger. We don't care who, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, otherwise you won't get your inheritance, right. Peter Porte. <laughs> Um, so the other thing that I wanted to, uh, a couple of other things I want to talk to you, but these are song related because these are in the Perfect. lyrics. So at the beginning when they, they're planning the ball and Jason Alexander goes into town to like buy all the things for the ball. Now, food, sure, makes total sense. Drinks, sure, makes total sense. And then he starts buying yards and yards of fabric. Right. <laughs> Why? What is that for? <laughs> My the only thing I could think of was decorations. Like you know like they yeah. have like ba- like they didn't have streamers. 
They don't have paper streamers. You could have make banners or something. But he buys um like a lot of different kinds of fabric. And that's why that felt wrong to me. Because I thought it's if- for the photo booth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know, like and then the other thing that is very odd to me is when they are talking about the lovely night, um Brandy is being like, yeah, I just imagined going to the ball, and I imagine it would be like this. And she says, like, I imagine that there's an orchestra, and I imagine that there's a grand staircase, and I imagine that there are candles. So if you were to be like, there is a ball, I think two of those three things are part of your, like, of course <laughs> they have that. And then well, the step family is like, oh, my God, it did look just like that. That's creepy. And it's like, well, what else did you think all, it was going to look like? <laughs> exactly. And that's the point of the song, I think, is is she's she's I think Cinderella feels safe to say these things because these are the general things that yeah. you would find like at a ball. Like I went to a wedding and I saw a woman in a white dress <laughs> and lots of tables and uh, cake. You know, like she just yeah. knows those things. Yeah. Um, but this, they are the stepsisters are simple. They are simple. They're like simple. They're like so. The fact that they're entranced yeah. by well, see, Cinderella's retelling simple. of a ball that they went to. They're simple, but I do feel like they have the short end of the stick in a lot of ways. Because like, I think if they weren't pushed to like be them like they the the way they are like they actually could like fall in love and get married with the right person of course they're lovely people but their mother, is, just, crazy. Their mother is a crazy person <laughs> absolutely no wire hangers ever no so uh two more quick things one okay. Sorry, I have notes that I was uh, just like got to get these off my chest now. No worries. Most of my stuff is is seg- uh, is segment related. Okay, so. great. So yeah, um, uh, they so when he's trying on the the slipper to all the people, which again, like you would think you'd only need to try it on the black people, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's literally never made sense to me. It's like even if you're like you're a homogenous race in your kingdom it's like okay well i she had blonde hair so if you don't have blonde hair don't worry about it like i know it's not you you know like why the funny, the funny thing about the way they shot that whole sequence though because i thought i wondered if i couldn't remember if this came up but they do a montage of people's feet right and most of the feet are like stockinged well i was that's what i was going to bring up is they're all in stockings or socks but then there are some that are bare. That's and true. And I kept thinking, you want a stocking foot so that it's a little bit more sanitary and hygienic. True. But true. also, you don't want to be wearing, like, a full-on sock because, you know, of course your foot isn't going to fit in it. <laughs> like, and, and you know, besides the fact that, like, shoes fit multiple people. That's kind of how shoes work. Not when they're magic shoes. <laughs> yes. I guess that's true. Um, but the other thing I wanted to bring up was at the wedding, at the very end, everyone is wearing white. <laughs> and How when, dare. And when I say everyone, I mean everyone. They are all in white and cream. The guests, the, 
the officiants, the people involved, like everybody is in white. <laughs> I will say from like a design standpoint, though, that that is the best way on a stage to make sure that you know that this is like a wedding. Sure. Like. Sure. I, I, I get it. But it, because it's not on a stage, it's uh, a little bit like, you know, like because in the ball, like it, I've, I've always noticed that in the ball, all the women are wearing blue. Or like a, a like a blue purple yeah like range range, um and that and you would think that because of that Cinderella wouldn't be but she is, um you know she's not dressed in a like fully standout way where you would kind of think she would be right. of like notice this because it's different but she she's not. Well, I think that is a. A poo-poo design <laughs> thing, because we all know that Cinderella's dress should be blue. Right, so why isn't everybody else wearing, like, pink? And yellow. Yeah. Whatever. So. Uh, segments? Segments! Okay. I only have one Hallmark Hallmark. Uh, okay, I have two. So I, I'll do my first one where it's that they look at each other for the first time and they are instantly in love. Oh, that's a good one. Even even like or instantly attracted. You know, it's just like I saw you and I'm attracted and now now love at first sight. Love, yeah, it, it, it it's unclear. Like, I feel like a lot of these, it's not really love at first sight, but it's like something. Well, that's a whole can of worms yeah. to discuss about love and lust and attraction and pheromones. Yeah. But, but, but you know, like, even in, like, they're always like, I've seen this person. And my, like, I don't know, spidey senses are tingling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, so. I mean, that's happened to me a few times in my yeah. life. Yeah. So. And I'm marrying one of them. So, you know. There you go. Um, My, my Hallmark Hallmark is our favorite and you can't have cinderella without it deception (laughs) that is true um and i had one more which was uh a parent being too invested in a child's love life (laughs) that's a really good one um when i just now i thought about something else that i want to mention about cinderella this version of cinderella versus other versions of cinderella that i just thought about where um and i wish i had thought about it early while we were discussing it but oh well i'm gonna say it Mm -hmm. anyway um Mm -hmm. that i prefer okay think the ball is created to be a vessel for the prince to find a bride right but i like it so much better when cinderella is just wants to go because she wants to go and not trying yeah. to marry the prince and so it kind of bugs me especially after the fact that like especially when you have that meet cute with somebody that cinderella kind of likes and then she's like i'm gonna go and try to marry the prince too it doesn't make sense to me unless she knew it was the prince right i agree with that i think that's very true like she in theory, based on what we've seen, she shouldn't have be that excited about the ball other than like no. being like, I just want to dress up. That would be fun. Like I want to dress up and I want to go. And then the fact yeah. that he, the, the man I fell in love with is also the prince is like the bonus. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's what I liked about the 2015 movie is that mm-hmm. they had met, but she didn't know he was the prince. So she wanted to go to the ball 
not to meet the prince, but to meet the guy that she met earlier. Like, she was looking for that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then she was like, oh, my God, you're the prince. I didn't know that. I thought you were, like, just a lowly person, but you would be here because you work in the palace. Lucky you, Cindy. Right. Lucky you. So. Um, um, Cool. Pretty parade. Pretty parade. Okay, there's a lot, so I want to start with my anti. Okay, cool. Um, Because as we've alluded to, this did get art direction, and I think... Most of it is beautiful. It's gorgeous. In a great way. But I hate her glass slippers. I think they're Me so too. ugly. I think they look like plastic heeled loafers, and I don't know why they look so bad. I agree with you. So they look like, so if you think about the original animated Disney Cinderella, they look like the shoes that the footmen wear. Yeah, they're slightly ah. heeled, and they have like a little thing on the top that's like a little, like a like a flap, like a loafer, like you said. I, I agree. I completely agree. It's they're so bad, and when everything else is like so much fun. Yes, I'm not sure what was going on, like why that happened. Agreed. Because the costuming of this movie is so, I mean, it's crazy, but also like in. A really amazing way. Of totally like, amazing way. I love the design of this movie. Yeah. Also, like, there's, like, full-on motifs. Like, there's so many, like, swirls and curly cue things all over this movie. Um, I wrote that the design of Cinderella's house looks like if Gaudi's architecture, met, like, got married to a Klimt painting. Ah, uh, yeah. I like, can see that. Pretty much that's the way that it goes. Like with the weird like angles um of the of the, the doorway, um, like the, the weird curvature of like mm-hmm. the roof and things like that is very much like a lot of the things you see that Gaudi created. Yeah. And then the wallpaper looks straight up like it's out of like the kiss. It's all clipped. Like um it's incredible. I feel like this is the real life house that basically is the little like tower for the Disney Rapunzel tangled. I think you're right. I was totally getting Rapunzel vibes yeah, too. Like it, it really feels like it's almost like the same setup. It's a lot of the same like kind of color scheme and it just like looks really weirdly similar. And yeah. I'm not sure if that was intentional or not, but it just felt like it's like, oh, they're both Disney things and they like are sort of the same. Don't know, but yeah. I think you're 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 <laughs> right. It's it's pure whimsy. Yes. Is what I said. Right. Like it, right. It's so whimsical and like everything is like Everybody has, like, a color scheme that they kind of sk- stick to in a lot of ways. I love that. Um, which is very theatrical of them. Um, and, like, I love that, like, the royal family, like, is pretty stuck in purple, which is a royal color. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, Christopher wears purple vests and Whoopi Goldberg is wearing, like, purple velvet. And, you know, like, they're just in purple all the time. And Cinderella wears a lot of browns or blues and like Bernadette Peters wears like dark blue and the tall stepdaughter wears like green Green. and the other stepdaughter or stepsister wears like a lighter blue or like a pinks 
Like she, yeah, she wears lots of pink. Um, so like, there's just sort of it, it's got a theatrical costuming vibe happening, but then also it's just like we want to make something new and weird that like is just gonna fit in this world, but like a sane normal person in the real world would never wear. And they've pulled that off beautifully. As totally have as a child, I like the dress that I wanted to be wearing from this movie more than any of the other costumes was a hundred percent the stepmother's ball gown. Absolutely, it is my fucking favorite. I love it. It is like a full on ball gown, but has like silver swirls on it. (laughs) Yeah. And I I actually wrote down her, the necklace that she's wearing Mm -hmm. with that is by far like the coolest piece of like architecture jewelry I've ever seen. Yeah, It's like thick, weird designed gold with stones around it. It's a piece of art and I love it. Yeah. I mean, I would never wear it, but I love it. It just, this movie looks so cool. It just looks really good. And like, I would say in terms of looks, the only thing. Besides the slipper, the only thing that I think is a little bit like, eh, is the CGI sometimes. You're like, ooh, honey. Like, when she, <laughs> like, her, when they fix, when when there's magic. So, first of all, uh, Whitney Houston, like, floats in space. She doesn't have legs, basically. <laughs> That's true. Um, it's a little weird. Um, but then, also, like, when Cinderella gets her ball gown and then her wedding gown on she like gets turned around like almost as if she's on a turntable but she doesn't move and it's very it's just a little weird that's all like (laughs) it looks bizarre and like the like the magic of like let's make this into a coat this pumpkin into a coat is like a little bit like oh you can see like the the quality of cgi that we had access to is a little bit yeah less. And, and it was early days for cgi anyway right. no 100 percent. you know like it, they did pretty good for what they had but like if it had been made today it would look better so we've i kind of didn't across the universe did you have any um we i wanted to mention that that three of the songs were taken from other um rogers musicals yeah um uh, not just Rodgers and Hammerstein, but um, some other things written by Richard Rodgers and like Lawrence Hart and yeah, other yeah. things. Yeah, it's not 100% uh, their original, what they had. But I think but that I actually like that adds they did. to it. Yeah. I think it really does, especially because I don't, I, I'm not that familiar with um, the score from Cinderella, but you have to give Bernadette a number. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. like if you, you don't, you've, you have failed. You have failed. It's sort of like not giving Adina Menzel's character a song in Enchanted. It yeah. just confused me <laughs> as a casting choice. Like, if she's not going to sing, why did you cast her? Um, but my other across the universe, and you're going to laugh in my face, but speaking of color schemes and um, in movies, okay. one of my favorite color scheme movies is... Hocus Pocus and at the beginning um, at the beginning of the movie when they're coming back from shopping they come into the house and the 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 front of the house has a statue of three women in a circle that is supposed to be the step 
the stepsisters and the stepmother, but it looks just like when they get turned into stone at the end of Hocus Pocus. It kind of really does. You're totally right. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) New and noteworthy. We, um, I just wanted to talk about the diversity, um, uh, but we already did, uh, in that this is the best colorblind casting, uh, that I've ever seen and have, will probably ever see for a long time. Yeah. It's so great. So great. Especially Um, being 1997, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I think is really important about this movie is at the beginning when they had their meet cute and their instant attraction, and then he says something like weird to her because it is weird of like you know that because they're talking very odd in there like like how would a person get to know such a person kind of dialogue <laughs> and it starts to creep her out and she makes it known yeah like she's like I don't know if I want to get to know this person what's happening like that's like, cool yeah so like she's a she's definitely a little bit more on guard and a little bit wary and i think that's good she should be because she doesn't know him right so. stranger danger <laughs> yeah so i like that i like that a lot um uh supporting shout out <sighs> this is just so hard they're all so wonderful. I mean, I, I, I wrote down two. Um, okay, why don't you go then? So I want to... Um, okay, so first and foremost, the stepsisters are amazing performers, especially Vianne Cox, who is actually a personal hero of mine. Um, she's the <laughs> tall white one. Um, I just, I, like, I really like her as a performer, especially the fact that she's a musical theater performer who doesn't really sing very well. Yeah. Like, she doesn't have a great quality to her voice, but she's a terrific actor, and I love her, and I love her in this movie um, so much. And, um, the other woman, I don't know from it much. I haven't really seen her in anything, but, um, they're like Minerva and Calliope and Minerva is amazing. Um, they're just really funny. And Jason Alexander is one of my favorite musical theater performers. And the, like, he is Lionel and he is so funny. And his accent aside, that man is so light on his feet. He is such a good dancer. And I want to say that we should do Bye Bye Birdie sometime. Which I hate that movie, but I will watch it with you anyway. Um, so I also thought this, I just have all the steps are just great. Because, yeah. uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I I love Bernadette Peters, like, a lot. How can um, you not? How can you not? She's a legend. I I think when it comes down to, like, just the parts that give me, like, weird joy in... Whoopi and Victor, like, they're just, <laughs> like, just the, the qualities that they are bringing to these people of, like, this, this mother who, like, is a queen, but also, like, can't get out words and, like, is high strung. And, like, this man who is, like, I love my wife, but also I get that she's real annoying. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yep. I mean, that's 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 being married. You know, I, yeah. I bought I bought them as a married couple. Oh yeah, they they certainly seem they they are like full on like yeah we've been together for a while like for sure. Is that all your supporting shoutouts? Yeah, yeah. Kiss meter. So there are three in this movie. How many did you rate? I only rated two. The one at the ball and the wedding kiss. Okay. So, for the one at the ball, um, I gave it a six. And there's a couple reasons for that. Okay. First, if you told me Brandy had never kissed anyone before, I would kind of believe you. Based Ah. on this kiss. I just think it's, like, looks really, like, weirdly, like, tentative and weird. Um... But then also after it's like over, but not like they're still kind of in that moment. He kisses her on the forehead, which makes me want to die. (laughs) Oh, my God. And even and even before that, he kisses her on the cheek. Yeah. It's while they're singing, which is so gross and awkward. (laughs) It's like this. is I don't like it. Stop it. (laughs) How about you? Kiss meter for the, the ball scene. Um, I also rated a six. Um, I said it was very sweet, but super choreographed, no passion, and that kiss on the cheek was real bad. <laughs> and did you already say the wedding kiss? Uh, no. Uh, so the second kiss I have is the one that it's like it. It's the one that they. It's not the kiss at their actual wedding. It's the one oh, where right. they realize that they're together. Gotcha. Or that who each other are and that they're in love and they're going to get married. Is that the one you're talking about? Or the no, one I, I, I did the one where they're getting married, where okay. they're at the ceremony. So the kiss, so I, first of all, this kiss is where like they're kissing and then they get magicked into their wedding clothes. So like maybe it's a similar issue to what happened in Sense and Sensibility where they like have to match the kiss so ah, yeah um it's i gave it a 7.5 I okay thought it, was a, it was a way better than their first kiss but it does look a little bit like they're not they're just like putting their lips together versus like participatory kissing so but but again we might have cracked the code as to why yes <laughs> she's very smart um the wedding kiss the wedding kiss, I said, was a seven, only because it looked slightly better than the kiss at the ball, um, but still very choreographed and no passion. But I also kind of think, I, I don't think, I don't think Brandy was the best actor at this particular point or was willing to, like, go to deeply emotional places. No. She sings the role really, really well, and she's very sweet. She's very yeah. sweet. Yeah, I, I agree with you uh, in a lot of ways that, I thought this was their best kiss. Yeah. Um, they had some practice at this point. Yeah. All right. So, um, Hannah, would yes, you watch this movie? I think so. I think it's adorable. And you got to love musical theater. And, the I mean, it's less about the Cinderella and the prince. It's all about those other people in this movie. Yes. They're just so fantastic. And, like, I feel like this is actually one of the best musical movies made in a long time. I think they, like, got 
it all right, pretty much. Right. Well, it was directed by Rob Marshall. That would help. It would help. Um, or he, yeah, he choreographed it anyway, but I think he directed it too. Um, Um, anyways, so Katie, would you watch this? Oh, yes. Yes, yes, I would. I actually want to thank you because I don't know if I ever would have put this movie on ever again. I mean, I saw it when it came out when I was 11 or 12. Um, And, you know, that's for, you know, I will never be too old to watch Disney movies no matter what. Um, And but I never I don't think I ever watched it after that. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean. Or maybe I, like, caught part of it when it was on the Disney Channel again later, but whatever. But now that I'm watching it as an adult with such an appreciation for, again, the freaking artwork of this movie is so much fun. Bernadette is so much fun. All of these musical theater performers that are just amazing. Um, it It was a great time. It was a really great time watching this, and I will absolutely make sure that it's on the playlist for future children to watch yeah because it's it's just really fun and i it i'm actually really disappointed that it is not currently on disney plus i think that's a failure on disney plus's right i think maybe sometimes they They have a lot of content i think they do and i I kind of assume that it'll get there eventually but it is definitely one of the movies where i'm really glad that i have a copy of it personally because it is one of those like weirdly hard to find movies that shouldn't be hard to find because everybody kind of loves it it's like I don't know. Um, I it was maybe like a couple of years ago where somebody like like a, an acquaintance of mine on Facebook just was like, "Does anybody remember this movie?" And I was like, "Yeah, of course I do. Do you want a copy? Like, I will send it to you. I have no problem sharing this movie." And she was like, "Absolutely, I want this movie. This movie was amazing." And I was like, "I know, because it was great." <laughs> I mean, who knows if they have they have some sort of problem with rights. Um, to, like either know. from the Rodgers and Hammerstein estates or maybe they don't maybe the wonderful world of Disney was under a different contract before Disney owned ABC who knows like you I know, don't know but I also heard a rumor that maybe they're bringing back the wonderful world of Disney so mm-hmm. I don't know what that means for everything but don't anyway. know I don't know but this was super fun. Happy birthday, yeah. Hannah. Thank you. Yay. Yay. If you would like to wish Hannah Banana uh, a lovely happy birthday and a lovely, lovely night, you can tweet at us or Instagramification us at one, number one means number four. You, no, that's wrong. got the kiss. At number one kiss means number four ever. <laughs> Or you can write to us at onekissmeansforever at gmail.com. And that is all spelled out like you see on your podcast feed. Uh, and as always, thank you so much to Flint Pastors for our intro-outro music. Uh, he is great, and we're so happy that he uh, will is lets us use music and sometimes creates new music for us for special things. Yeah. Um, and you can get his stuff on Spotify and SoundCloud. Hooray. Um, and as usual, we'll see you again soon. We love hearing from you, so talk to you soon. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. A lovely night.